1: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCready.
2: Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel.
3: You tried to quick, was quick set me right there.
2: That was, that was quick pitch. I'm Neil McCready. That is uh, Tyler Siski here on this Thursday afternoon as we get ready for the Memorial Day holiday weekend.
3: Yeah, I'm rolling with the, uh, the Kiwi Blend Rainstorm, which Bob lets me know that this is the number one seller right now in the stores. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Kiwi Blend. So um, it's pretty good. And by, by the way, so I don't forget, make sure we're on file. I want to give a happy graduation. Uh, Bob's son, Brennan, is graduating tomorrow morning. So oh, yeah, he'll be moving on in his career, but uh, excited for him. And his College family. or high
2: school graduation? Uh, high school graduation. High school graduation. So yep. he starts at ULM in, in the fall?
3: Well, Bob, we couldn't get Bob to get him to ULM. So, you know, no, he's a great, great young man. I got to spend some time with him and some buddies uh, a little over a year ago. He's just really smart. Just you like when you know you know people are going to be successful oh yeah you know they got that right stuff about them so I'm excited for him to see how it moves on in the future I mean not good every, good dude man yeah, good not family a, but great kid and you, you wonder why it's, you know it's shocker that when your family' is like that that the kids are like that shocker
2: usually usually works out that way.
3: Yeah, but he's he's good. I'm I'm happy for him getting to do that uh, tomorrow, so happy there.
2: Speaking of Bob, uh, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel
3: to learn more. All right. Um, I had an old man yelling at Cloud moment the other day. It's really not that, but I was just – it did get me kind of fired up at the end because I felt like I was – I don't know if this has ever happened to you. But it was just too funny. I, I felt bad. So I had to talk about it. I go to Walgreens. This was after the show on Monday. So I out okay. a body wash. Okay. And so when it worked out, so I stopped by Walgreens to get some body wash, whatever, right? And mm-hmm. I go up there and, you know, I check out and the kiosk, you know, you put your debit card in, the kiosk p- pops up. Would you like to make a charitable donation? I don't even read what it's for. I just, I'm in my own world thinking. And for some reason, I just hit the, Round up button, not realizing that my total was like twelve dollars (laughs) and ninety seven cents. So,
2: so you gave him three cents. I
3: gave him three cents, and the guy looked at me like, "What a dick!" You know what I mean? Like he looked at me like, (laughs) really got like, you know, like really. (laughs) I had no, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I didn't know what I was donating to. I just, I I felt bad. Like, don't put the round up as an option to keep people from me. Like, I felt bad. Like, well, here's my thing: is when they. When they
2: ask you, would you like to donate to whatever, like they do, Dick Sporting Goods, for example. Oh yeah. Would you like to give a dollar to whatever? All right. So if I say no right
3: now, oh, that's a guilt trip. I'm a bad person. You're a bad person. But I don't. I usually just say <laughs> sure, whatever. And I would, and I think it gave <laughs> me options. But for whatever reason, like I caught like twenty, thirty bucks or something, and like round up, but not knowing that my total was twelve ninety seven, right? I mean, it's three cents. Yeah, but I feel three bad. Three cents they like, didn't have before. That's, that's worse, in my opinion. That's worse than donating. I mean, than not donating.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes I just say no. I'm sorry, that not right now. Yeah, I. I
3: you're 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 hardcore, more hardcore than I am. I, I feel bad.
2: Like I don't even know what it was for. Do you always like when they come to sell cookies? Do you always yes, say yes? Yes. No matter how many. I'm a kids? sucker,
3: dude. Yeah, I'm a sucker. Like I'm a sucker. Like. So now that I said that, everybody every everybody that's listening has got a kid in a 60-mile radius is going to go, hit up Siski. he'll buy it. <laughs> well, this is where Laura and I are different.
2: She's easily the nicer person than me. I mean, if, if if 100 people met us both and said, which one's nicer, Neil or Laura, they would all say Laura, every single one. Friendly, knows everyone. Yet, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm the sucker. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy five boxes. Dude, 200% the same thing in my house. And, and she's like, no, we're good. I don't, I don't need them. I'm like how you? How did you tell the little ten year old girl you're not gonna buy cookies? I, you, yeah. She goes, we don't need them in the house. I, we've we've already bought fourteen boxes. I'm like, well, I realize that, but
3: that little girl's trying to sell. Dude, it's the same thing in my house. Everybody thinks. is funny? I'm the asshole. Well, you come mean Erin's nicer than you. She's hardcore, dude. <laughs> She's hardcore. No, I know. You know what I mean, though. It's you know funny, what she man. asked? She uh-huh. did not listen to the show on Monday. Uh huh. When I got home Monday, she asked if she was one of the ex. Oh. I could've. But I chose. I chose wisely. You chose diplomacy. I chose. I did. I chose peace. Although now you <laughs> are admitting, she, but she knew that yeah, yeah. she was a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> she could. She, she could have been one. Yeah. And so she asked about. it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like she. She low key yeah. knew that yeah. she was a candidate. Yeah. But I won't. We're not going to talk about it. But yeah, she was. You she, chose detente. I did. I chose. To. You were a dove. <laughs> yeah. She's, I chose she's, peace. She's all,
2: she came in seeking as a hawk. <laughs> And you were a dove. Yeah. You're like, no, no, <laughs> no, nope.
3: nope, no more today. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. All right. See, I'm uh, I'm I'm not as dumb as I look. All right. All right. I sent you a, uh, I sent this uh, tweet to you. This has been like a week or so ago. And it was funny. This happened yesterday or two days ago. So the A's have reached, a, the Oakland A's have reached a verbal agreement with the city of Las Vegas and the Nevada, all the people they have to. But moving the team to to Vegas, um, yep. they're going to build, propose, they're going to build a stadium, thirty thousand seat stadium, which sounds really low to me, but whatever. No, that's kind of the new thing now. Thirty thousand? Yeah you don't you don't build the big you don't build the big massive
2: stadium. You build a stadium that that you where, can expand where you have no where you where you have demand and you put a lot of amenities and things of that nature in and you make it an event.
3: So they're going to go thirty thousand. They're mm-hmm. going to put it, they bought, I forgot it was 150 acres maybe, which is, I wonder how much this real estate bill cost, on the south side of the strip where the Tropicana Casino is. Right. On the south side. Mm-hmm. So. That's
2: the opposite side from, like, the Raiders.
3: I think it's the same side. Is it the same? I think, pretty sure. I'm not, I get turned around. We were in weird.
2: Vegas not long ago, and I'm trying to picture my mind where where the Tropicana is.
3: I think, I think it is down towards... Uh, the uh, MGM passed that a little bit, I think. So where is like it? Like closer to the Ra- closer where the Raiders are. So close to? Side a, side a, side, a, across the street.
2: Across, across, I can't speak, close to Mandalay Bay?
3: Yes. Yeah, across. Okay. It was like that big wide open space next to uh, Tropicana. I think, I don't know. I'm not a fake, I can't. I lost a couple brain cells that trip. Um, Here was the interesting part though. So what they're proposing is their, their lease at the Coliseum. I drank so much that Saturday. Dude, it was. Wow. We started with Dan Werner. We had him in there. Yeah, we were- And I went there and I, and I had like four of those 32 outs. Was that the morning of the World Cup final? No, no. The World
2: Cup final was the next morning.
3: We got up, and we ended up going to the, that was the day of the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you watched the World Cup final. We did a show, and then we went to the Raiders game. That's right. That Sunday. That's right. So they're going to play in the Coliseum in 24, which is next season. And then they're talking about moving and playing in the uh, Las Vegas Aviators, their AAA affiliate, yeah. 25 and 26, and then have the stadium ready to go in, in 27. So here here was the interesting part right here I found. So this year right now. Whew. Can you imagine how hot those games are going to be? Well, that's going to be like a 1.5 billion is what they said. So it's got to be roofed.
2: No, no. I'm talking about the two years where they play where the Aviators are. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> There's no roof. I mean – July in Vegas, you can't take BP. In, It'll be nighttime. Every game will be a night. Yeah, I game. know, but you won't be able to take like all the stuff that teams like to do, BP and stuff like that. You just yeah. won't be able but to take it. But
3: a lot of indoor, indoor practice. Lots. Um, so the Las Vegas Aviators, they draw like 7,000 in attendance right now. Yeah. The A's are reporting, which I call bullshit on, but they're reporting 16,000 a game. No way. There's no way.
2: The A's literally from right now. And I'm, I mean this literally. I said this to you the other day, and we laughed about it, but then I thought, I'm serious. The A's would draw a bigger daily crowd if they played two seasons at Swayze.
3: <laughs> Any SEC field. Yeah.
2: Pick, <laughs> but, I mean, pick one that, yeah, that what, has it, good attendance. When Swayze tops out, it's what, 11 and a half 12? Somewhere in there, yeah. I mean, they would, you would sell out every game. I mean, you'd get at least seven, 8,000 a game. Yeah. I mean, They're you, not doing that in the Coliseum right now. No. I told you that I saw and I went and researched it myself, and it was true. You can get tickets behind home plate at A's games, twenty bucks. You can get box seats down the first and third
3: base lines, ten bucks. Better enjoy that while you can, A's fans. Because when it goes to Vegas, do you know how hot that ticket will be?
2: Oh, can, like when the Yankees come to town. When every when every team comes to town, teams are going to turn that into their fan bases are going to turn that into the big road trip. Yeah, just like what we saw when we were at the the.
3: With all the Patriots fans, I mean,
2: there was so much Boston. I felt
3: like I was at a freaking New England home game.
2: But like in our hotel, there was tons of Boston. Yep. And so at first, you're like, what the hell? And then you realize, oh no, they're here. this was the group of guys right that are yep. all Patriots fans. Pick a game each year that they're going to go to on the road. Well, of course, if Vegas is on the list, that's, that's a leading candidate right there.
3: And so, like, if I'm, I'm a Cubs fan, if if the Cubs are going to Vegas, oh, sign me up, yeah. Well, here's the other thing is you don't have – think about the the dead, the dead popular time of baseball. There's literally nothing going on out there because the Raiders haven't started. The hockey team will be done. Sure. And so for three or four months, that's the only show in town. They don't have a basketball team yet. Yet. And so, dude, that's – they're going to be killing it. Well, because
2: we went to NBA Summer League last year uh, for, I guess, a couple of days, and um, they had huge crowds at Thomas and Mack where yeah. LV plays. It's a matter of time, I think, before they build a state-of-the-art arena and play NBA there. Yeah. Their their hockey team, as we saw, draws extremely well.
3: I agree. All right, let's flip a little bit to the uh, NFL. Got a couple of NFL things we'll talk about. Um, NFL passes. I had good timing on this. Uh, NFL passes uh, the emergency quarterback rule. So now you can – so you don't – San Francisco doesn't get in the situation we were in in the NFC Championship game with Philadelphia when they're out of quarterbacks and Brock Purdy's out there having to throw with a – with no UCL. Um, so basically what it, what it's going to be is this is kind of going back to the old rule, what used to be you used to could carry a third quarterback on your roster, but he could not, he was just, he was only to be used in emergencies only. So now you started getting people starting to take that quarterback. Oh, he's our emergency quarterback, but now I'm getting an extra wide receiver or extra tight end or whatever. So they kind of squashed the rule because people were taking advantage of the extra player. So now, Basically, what it is is you cannot play another position. You can only go in the game if the two quarterbacks in front of you are out. And if and here's what's funny is if one of them comes back in is deemed to be able to play, you have to go back out again. You can't keep playing, right? So um, that will be interesting how that gets manipulated. But I think it's a good rule. It's, so smart. it's a good rule. And hopefully, it, hopefully people
2: honor it because that's that's smart. Yeah, you don't want to go in with two quarterbacks. You don't really have a third quarterback, and then you or or just. You don't want to play somebody or be tempted to play somebody hurt when you could have an option to finish a game.
3: Yeah, the other thing is, like, you don't want to – you hate to see situations where two guys get hurt and you end up with bringing some guy in off the street that hasn't been with your team all year. Now he's got to start on Sunday because you got two guys hurt. He has no idea what you're doing offensively. So, uh, anyway, uh, got a super chat from uh, Daniel Green here. Thank you, Daniel. He says, I love hearing the icks about travel ball. I coach a 10U team. I love baseball coaching, but it blows my mind how some of these coaches' parents act. You don't have to sell me, boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do the icks. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> yeah, Daniel, I get a I get a kick. After, you know, if the coaches think if they, if they do a good enough job coaching that the Braves are going to call them up, fire Snicker, and call them up and coach the Braves next year, they'd be the third-base coach for – the Braves, when uh, Washington steps down, I think it's what they think. So, oh yeah, you never know.
2: You never know. You never know who's at the Centotobia U ten tournament.
3: <laughs> you never know, boss. Oh, by the way, these ter- some of these tournaments that we're playing in with a fifteen U now are called exposure tournaments. Ah, uh-huh. exposure. exposure tournaments. You're getting exposed, all right. <laughs> <You're> damn right. <laughs> Your bank account's yeah. getting exposed. Yeah, bank accounts getting exposed, and and can't hit that slider. You're getting exposed too. All right, uh. Patriots, this came out today. I thought this was funny. I have a little bit of problem with this. I'm, I'm on. Oh, I know something I'm going to ask you about. So go ahead. Go all ahead. Because right. I read a story today that was int- intriguing to me. The Patriots are losing two days of OTAs for okay. breaking off-season rules. That's all they say. Okay. The reason you're losing OTAs is because basically they're having too much contact during the season, and you snitch somebody on your team, your NFLPA person snitches and they do an investigation and if you're hitting too much we're going to take away your OTA days so I read a story about the Cincinnati Bengals
2: this morning okay and Zach Taylor coming off of their Super Bowl appearance a couple of seasons ago felt like a lot of their guys needed to have a less stressful physically uh, offseason program and so he dialed it back You're allowed 16 OTAs, 10 full practices, three like kind of practices, and then three rookie practices. That's your allotment. Most everyone takes the full allotment. The Bengals are using around half of the allotment, including so far not doing any padded work, very little helmet work. Um, he said that he knows he's giving up reps, and he knows that every rep is an opportunity at improvement, an opportunity at evaluation. It's also an opportunity for injury. And that their science people, their body science people, have said, no, no, what you want is you want as many players in peak physical performance, being ready to go when training camp starts. Those are the reps that actually impact the season. You can lose a spot in April, probably not winning one, not April, but May into June better off dialing it back, keeping guys fresh, taking advantage of, of meeting opportunities, but be physically fresh when training camp rolls around, so that when the season rolls, it's a long, grueling season. It is. And if you intend to be a Super Bowl team, that's your goal. And I know everybody says it's their goal, but not everybody's realistically a Super Bowl team. And the Bengals realistically are a Super Bowl contender. If you want to get to that place, you've got to sacrifice some reps now. So they're going to kind of be the poster child for, because, you know, every, it's a copycat league. If the Bengals have a failure of a season, you know, a lot of people go, oh, they didn't work hard enough in the off season. On the flip side, if they have a great season and they look super fresh, people are going to say, hey, he might be on to something.
3: All right. So, to me, it depends on the level of the player. All right. Joe Burrow is not going to improve. He's not, he's not personally going to get any better in these 15 practices. That's not going to make – or 13, whatever the rule mm-hmm. is in the NFL. Yeah. It's not going to change how good he is this fall. It's not. Now, what it will do is, like I'll tell you somebody that can get it as old as he is and as good as he is, that he needs it, is Aaron Rodgers. He's going into a new system, right. new languages. And so the more reps, everybody's different. Well, it was one of the things Taylor was saying was that,
2: you know, they're going into their fifth season, which is just unimaginable in the, in the NFL. I think it's fifth. Maybe it's fourth. Whatever. It's been a while. Where they have the same offensive coordinator, same defensive coordinator. So you have all sorts of continuity. You're not having to do a lot of installation except with the young guys. Right. You've got a team that's been around for a while. I mean, obviously the NFL has a lot of turnover, but you know what I mean. The nucleus of your team and the nucleus of your coaching staff has a lot of continuity. He was saying, hey, if you're a first-year coach, you couldn't give away. Eight. No, 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 no. You know, but, but he's been there a minute.
3: I'm, I'm in the mixed bag. No. I think you should still have the practices. I do. Now, with that being said, don't be a dumbass. Okay? And then, but anybody that has any common sense as a coach, every coach that's listening, we have a bunch listening. I got another notification today. Somebody told me, or I talked to them the other day, so they listened. I was surprised. But anyway, long story, if you've been a coach, every coach has been in this situation at some point in time in your career. All right, we're having spring practice, or hell, sometimes it's even fall practices, that I got a vet here. That's played a lot of football. All right. He doesn't, you can protect your kid. All right. Or even during a week, if you got a guy that's banged up and he's your star and it's week eight, he can get mental reps. Sure. Some guys you know can learn mentally, some guys can't. Some guys do need the physical reps or visual guys. That's how kind of like walkthroughs became really popular, right? Is there was some transition. I don't know when it happened. Maybe it was there the whole time. We just didn't know it. But you used to do all of your, all of your, uh, learning in the film room, right? You would get on the board, you draw stuff up, you'd watch film, and, that, and then you go practice, and then you start doing walkthroughs because some guys learn differently. And yeah. You started getting, and so I kind of well, went. Men are typically visual
2: learners. I'm one, right? Yeah, I'm
3: one. Now I could learn that way off a board and, and seeing and, and, it and, and, well enough.
2: And, and, and we apologize. People who identify as men <laughs> are usually going there. <laughs> are usually visual learners. I apologize I to everyone for, uh, for for for. But if I triggered anyone, I I want to apologize.
3: As a coach, if you coach like I coach receivers, right? So I'm gonna have twelve scholarship guys. I'm gonna have three or four walk ons. There's a good chance you're gonna have a mixed bag. Sure. All right. So you got to do all three. You got to do film. You got to do chalkboard or not grease board whatever it is now. And then you got to go. I said chalkboard. I've never used the chalkboard. Let me go. I'm not that old. It's always been grease board. Grease board on the board on film or go out and walk through. And if you do all three, you usually it hits hits home right. But when it comes to practices, if I'm the receiver's coach at Cincinnati, I still want to have the practices. Hey, but Jamar Chase, hey, come here and hang out with me. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Tosh. Hey. T. Right,
2: over here, babe. T. Come stand next to me I want
3: you guys, like – Just watch. Watch. And then coach up. And what I used it for, and it was important for me in my room, I can't speak for every coach out there, but for me personally – I use it as a chance for those older guys to develop leadership roles.
2: To coach the younger guys. Hey,
3: you got him today. That's your guy. And I would tell him, if he screws up, you screw up. And if he did something, he had to run to practice, I mean, old guy run into to practice. I'm not going to kill him. But, hey, let him, let him develop leadership roles and, and do other things. Um, but, like, if you're at Carolina, they need to have a practice. They can get new staff. Sure. First, first pick quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Houston, same thing. You know. So I'm kind of, I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I'm mixed bag. But here's my point of this drill is you're playing football. So we ask you to hit somebody playing football. Not only are you playing football, you're getting paid handsomely to play football. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to go. If you're coach, if you're playing for this team and they're paying you $10 million to play, if he asks you to go 10 minutes longer hitting a day, don't be a snitch. That's so soft. Oh, agreed. Don't be a snitch. You're getting paid $10 million and you can't do 10 more minutes of, of inside drill when you're having to hit somebody. You're paid to hit people. That's what you're paid to do. Don't be so soft. That bothers me so bad. That bothers me. If so, Whoever snitched, that bothers me. Like, if I found out, and, and this is where I'd be terrible HR, I found out who snitched, your ass is cut. Don't You don't need that guy on your team if you're that soft that you can't practice 10 more minutes of contact or whatever it is, like, dude, I, I got nothing for you. You got to, you got to get out of here. All right. Um, speaking you're, uh, you're so mean. Oh, well, I'm just being honest. That just bothers me. I'm going to be honest whether you know, you like it or not, but that just bothers me. Um,
2: take a break. Cause I yeah, want to, I want to tell the people about our next partner, which is athletic greens. I take AG one by athletic greens literally every day. Gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I don't like taking pills. I take AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional basis. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it in the morning, done costs $3 a day, which is pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash
3: mpw. Check it out. You know what? If the Patriots were wearing, were using athletic greens, then they wouldn't be so soft. There you go. They'd be ready to practice, and they'd have better gut health too. They would. All right. So I, I thought this was funny. Following this up is the Seahawks. Their Pro Bowler, Tariq Woolen, fifth round pick last year, tied for the lead, league lead in interceptions last year, has to have knee surgery. Because last week in OTAs, while he and I thought this was very funny how they worded it, while he was walking at practice, because mm-hmm. it was probably one of those practices where you're not supposed to be doing a whole lot, he managed to hurt his knee while walking on the practice field.
2: Because the the walkthroughs in NFL, I was reading about this. <laughs> the NFL OTAs, the walkthrough practices are literally supposed to be walking. They they are
3: supposed to. Yeah, walk-throughs were rarely walk-throughs. But I thought that was hilarious how they made sure 14 times in that in that statement that he was walking at practice. Yeah, he got
2: hurt in a run-through.
3: Come on. Like, how are you going to tear your knee up walking? He got hurt. He didn't step in a hole. You're on a practice field. He know, had a, he had there was run-through. no speed bumps to trip over. He had a run-through. <laughs> like, common sense party. Hey, hand-raised guy. Hey, me ask uh, a question. Yeah, he, hey. Hey, yeah. got a question for you. Hey, so how did you hurt your knee again walking on that field? How fast was he walking? <laughs> yeah yeah why were you what 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 got you on that nice nice manicured lawn that you, yeah. that you i mean, dude, those things are tighter than a fairway now oh yeah yeah uh, what'd you what'd you trip on to tear your knee up you were <laughs> when you made that cut walking <laughs> how fast would you say you were walking yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> 14 15 16 miles an hour and
3: like because that's not walking and I'm gonna be honest with you if you were walking and you tore your knee up. I got questions about your athletic ability. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I doubt that a NFL draft pick hurt his knee walking. Typically not a Pro Bowl cornerback hurts yeah. his knee walking. It's not what you do. No. Yeah, But it happens running. Now you, if you hit me with a long snapper, I'd be like, okay, you got me. Yeah. 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 Not the corner. Corner's the best athlete on the team. Or
2: the assistant linebacker coach. Yeah.
3: It happens. As much as I hate to say it because they're they a part of the rebellion, uh, not a part of the dark side, corners are the best athletes on the field. Yeah. All right. All right, we talked about him a little bit earlier. My favorite, one of my favorite NFL players, because I try to draft him every single round, first round, and fantasy drafts, and he does me good. Is my man Austin Eckler. You know, he requested a trade, and the and the Chargers granted it. He's coming back. Couldn't find any takers. But what the Chargers did do, and you know what, I like this because they didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. This was kind of cool that they did this instead of putting more money in his guaranteed salary and all that stuff. They gave him $2 million that he can get in, in incentives this year. So if he goes out, and basically if he goes out and has the year that he had last year, he'll get an extra $2 bucks. So they didn't have to, though, because they had a contract. And uh, good for the Chargers. Um, he will be a free agent at the end of the year, At his, you know, and he's turning 28. You know, by 28 is kind of the year that's – Yeah, he better get your money. Got to get your money. So uh, they're not tied into him long term, but they did give him $2 million. He will be back, and I'm excited about that. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So last year, mm-hmm. one of our first shows, mm-hmm. Matt, uh, can you pronounce his it? The, the punt god
2: from San Diego State.
3: Dude, best punter to come in the NFL in a long time. The punt god. I mean, he got drafted, which is very difficult for a punter to get drafted. Fifth round, I think. So he's like two a practices cannon in cannon for a leg. Yeah. He's like two practices in with the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. and he gets cut. Uh he had charges um brought on him and I guess filed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a civil suit and an investigation over sexual assault.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh a lot of allegations. And yes. he gets cut. Yes. Did not play last year. Yes. And it was national news. National news. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing this up because for a couple of reasons. Um, one is I think it's very irresponsible for anyone in media to jump to conclusions and start, whether you think there could be the most slam dunk proof case of all time, wait till everything gets settled before you come up with these hot takes because it makes you one look like a dumbass and it probably could make you liable.
2: Okay, so in this case, are you upset at the media because they wrote it? Or are you upset because some people called for him to be for him to essentially be fired?
3: I'm calling. I'm upset because they were accusations on what he did and not knowing the truth. It comes out last week. One, the charges were dropped right. in December. Right, didn't hear hardly anything about that.
2: See, I have a problem not with the reporting that the that charges were filed. You have no choice but to report that charges were filed. I have no problem with that. Right. I had a problem when this came out with the rush in the, in the media, particularly the national media, to assume his guilt. That's what I'm And to at. convict him and to put the pressure on the bills to say, see, I understood that the bills had said, look.
3: Temporary, whatever. Yeah,
2: you, we, we can't play you. With these charges hanging over you, but you know what? we're going to stick with you on our in our roster until this is resolved, and obviously, if you're convicted well you yeah, have, you're gone you got bigger concerns yeah. than this, but in the event that you're not, or I would have done my own self investigation and 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 I know the bills kind of claimed that they did well, there was only so much that you're
3: gonna be able to get out of it, but yeah. Now, this was – I'm trying not to get, like, super – This happened in August of last year, and then in De- it was December 7th? December of 2022. Yeah. The San Diego police came forward and said there will be no charges. They couldn't press charges against him. They dropped the suit or dropped the case. Yeah. All right? Then last week, last week, San Diego State University did their investigation – and they released it, and and I quote, and it's what they said: there was no findings with him involved in the case. It also came out last week that it he came was, out that he wasn't even he there. wasn't there at the time of the assault.
2: Well, and in fact, there's pressure on him right now to settle a civil suit that a countersuit that he has filed against the accuser, and he has said, "Oh no, uh." Uh-uh.
3: Yeah, he's it, – there's a lot of civil stuff still out there. Taking this to the – he's taking it to the wall. Let me ask you a question because I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody in the stream, this is where my attorney stuff stops, and I have a serious question, is how is there still a civil suit towards him if there's no charges uh, from anybody, and then it's and then it's come out that he wasn't there at the time of the assault? What is the, What would the civil suit be in that case towards him? Well,
2: I mean – it still has to be adjudicated or or dismissed. I got you. And so it, it may it, just
3: haven't been done yet. Pro- yeah,
2: probably the
3: civil court system and the criminal court system are not are
2: another. not interrelated.
3: But anyway, he has a tryout with the Jets last week or this week, and the Jets aren't bringing him in the tryout if they don't know. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So where I get where I get I don't know where I get upset. Two things: is one is, and this is a lesson. I I use this as a lesson. Um, I've used Trevor Bauer as a lesson with my kids. I've used all, I mean, they're yeah. and uh, my good friend, Hugh freeze calls these gifts. You, you, you need to learn from them and from whatever happened, he is literally, regardless of what happens from here on out, it was covered national media. Everybody's accusing the guy in the media of being guilty and all this stuff. It's since been proven, but nobody wants to report on no, that. Uh-uh. And so this guy's reputation is tarnished for life. It is for life yes and not only for life it's it's taken away his ability to earn money yeah for life like what? he's got money he's already lost money that he'll never make back up right for sure and now look if you're if you're guilty that's one thing you deserve it go, right. go burn the blue flame- mm-hmm. all right but these accusations get covered so nationally and they don't they don't report the facts. I mean, they don't, when it comes to light that maybe he wasn't involved or some, anybody. It doesn't have to be this guy. It can be any person. They don't cover it at the same amount of urgency, and people th- don't know. Like, one, I guarantee you. Look,
2: look, one fits the agenda, and one doesn't. And I'm just telling you, I, I'm, I've watched, I've alienated so many people in my field. I have lost so many friends in media because I say this out loud. Nobody. And think of all the people who have really lost credibility in the last three years no one has lost more credibility than the media no
3: one no i mean no one it's just i don't know man i just you know if you're if you're guilty you're guilty but like there's just no protection or no validation of people that get proven innocent um and that's why i've always said and, and you know we were talking about it before before we started but just make sure you know all the facts before you start calling somebody guilty. I don't care how bad it looks. Well, that's what I've, There's always another story. I've told a couple
2: of young reporters today uh, who have asked me questions about something that's out there. And I've said, look, you can't write those words.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: without having a lot a lot you can't write those words and be wrong you cannot write those words because you don't know yet and and eventually it's proven that it is and then you write it
3: okay you you you
2: but there's a rush man there's a rush
3: for breaking news well
2: there's just well and what it is this is my this is my journalism ick this is one. I of like the, it. Let's go. We got some mix. This is well. This is a big one. I benefited so much as a young reporter. Okay, when I worked at the Oxford Eagle, I worked for Don Witten, who was just a solid journalist. When I worked at the Birmingham Post-Herald, I worked for an, a, an editor named John Staid, and then a managing editor named Steve Bell. And Steve Bell was the meanest son of a bitch. <laughs> like he picked my work apart. <laughs> Writing, reporting, to the point where there were times I just wanted to quit. I mean, pushed me to places mentally that I And when I went to uh the when I went to sports, Chet Fussman was a was a sports editor. Um, I went to Mobile, I had copywriters, Jimmy Wigfield, Mark Heim, people that Helped me with my work, so obviously it made me a better reporter, made me a better writer, a cleaner writer. They challenged me, Steve Bell especially. Wow, covering courts and cops and stuff in Birmingham, dude. That that guy was he was relentless. I mean he he was a busy job. Yeah, he was tough too. Like he'd come back with I mean red lines all over my copy, and I'm like, God man, I thought that was pretty good. Um, he, these young guys don't have that. Young right. women also, young people who identify as whatever, <laughs> um, they don't have it. They don't have it. They have, what they have though is they have in their mind they're not reporters. They're activists, right? Or they are uh, they're, they're they're social influencers, or or they work for like publications that don't have editors. They're 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 basically bloggers, and yeah. there's no one to edit their work. And they're in a rush to see who can get it up on Twitter first. Who can, who can get the most clicks? And I'm like, hey man, this this stuff you got to you got you, you to gotta hit
3: you got to pump the brakes. It's important to have an editor in life too. It is. I mean, <laughs> I mean well, I've I've done it <laughs> for a
2: couple of guys today. I'm like, you know, hey, you need to slow down. Yeah. You know,
1: could I ask about you? Can
2: ask a lot of things, but I mean, you know. You, you need to make sure yeah. just because something's just because something's on Twitter doesn't mean it's true. No. I mean, and, and further, even if something's true before you can report it, it's that whole deal of like, there were days back in the day where, I mean, I had stuff. <laughs> can you get a second source? But I have it. Well, get another source. I right, get another source. Can you get a third? I'm like, damn, you just asked for two. Yeah, well, I'm asking for three now.
3: And I kind of got where they were going. I mean, I've told them I- – How clicky could you have been? Oh. Compared to, like if let's let's put young Neil McCrady in this environment right now, how clicky could you have been? Uh, I, I could have destroyed my career. <laughs> Quick. Yeah.
2: I mean, I wouldn't have. I was I was always pretty cautious. Yeah. Like I was the one on the Mike Price story that night. Who what happened? was <laughs> I was the one? In the room, going, we can't go with this. This is you were your own hand raised guy. Our, well, I was, I was the hand raised guy one night in Mobile where I was putting my foot down, like no, we. There's part of this story we can go with, and there's part of the story that we can't go with. That is not a good enough source. And 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 there were people that night that were like they could see because look, <laughs> three things sell in Mobile. Sharks, it does. Okay, sharks. I'm scared of them, but yeah. Really, two things: sharks and football. If you, there was a way you, you could put, you left one out. What was the other one? Flaming grilled oysters. Well, yeah, newspaper-wise. Okay. Headlines: sharks, football. Okay. Okay. Hurricanes, sharks, hurricanes, hurricanes sure. football. Okay. And so we have here. You got this. This Alabama football coach hadn't been there long enough for people to be in love with him yet. And something's gone down. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Well. And you like De-de-geesh. And we've got stuff. We got stuff, and some of it was right, and some of it was wrong, and some of it just wasn't sourced well. I mean, I can remember saying the sources on this are
3: strippers. <laughs> I know we've talked about it. I would have given anything to just watch you just stand behind your shoulder and watch you fill out your expense report.
2: Well, that, I mean, I've told this story so many times that nobody wants to hear it. Literally, when I filed that expense report, you could hear the some of the ladies in accounting laughing out loud because I was like $5 and I'd explain. What are, what are all like,
3: these itemized $1 bills? Yeah. <laughs> well, I,
2: I was like, the $1 just kept you there. I needed to talk to her, so I had to do a. Oh. I needed to. I needed to have a private dance. <laughs> do you have any receipts on this, Neil? Nope. It's all cash. Nope, it's all cash. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying I didn't exactly use my card. <laughs> I mean, I guess there would have been a place to run the card, but I don't think it would have worked. <sighs> um, yeah, you were about ten minutes short of a Dateline episode. Well, and. I was trying to talk. So I give her the 10 bucks. And so she starts doing like, Hey, I need to ask you something. And she's like, if I stop dancing, they're going to know, they're going to figure out who you are. And I'm like, all right, well, Oh,
3: she suckered you dude.
2: No, I knew, I knew better. (laughs) And you can't
3: take notes. And so you're like, sir, if I stop dancing, They're going to know who you are. I think you should pay for this. Well,
2: no, 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 no. That's not what she meant. What she meant was, I was like, stop dancing. I want to ask you this. I paid for these two minutes. I want to ask you this. And she's like, I can't. They'll they'll figure out that you're here for something. And what I learned in that, like people say, what did you learn in that? I learned that strippers will say anything as long as you keep paying them. Anything. Because what happened was they told us that he he'd come in there. Price had come in there and run up like a sixteen hundred dollar bill buying. What's the champagne that's so expensive? Uh,
3: I don't know. I've never been there. Uh,
2: <laughs> I can't think of the name of it right now.
3: Uh, the I? expensive bottles. Yeah, that he bought. A, that he
2: bought a bunch of those bottles. Tom for, Perrier.
3: Derek Perignon. Maybe
2: so. Maybe so. For some reason, I want to say Cristal. Yeah, no, Cristal's okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um. Allegedly, I can't remember. But anyway, that was the rumor, and so I asked. I said, "Did did he buy? Did he buy? Did he do that?" Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was all this stuff, and I was like, oh, "This is not." And, and to his credit, when we finally ran some of it by Price, he said, "The stuff about Sammys—if you write that, could be trouble." And We were like, "What about the other stuff?" And he was like, "If you write the stuff about
3: Sammys, okay." <laughs> That's good shit. Um, all right. <clears throat> Last bit of NFL stuff. I thought this was – speaking of hand-raised guys, mm-hmm. I just could not help but laugh when I read this. So the Washington Commanders yeah, have been denied not once, but twice on two different occasions uh, the trademark for yeah, because, Washington Commanders. Because the roller
2: derby team or something had it right.
3: All right. So something about a name or something, but then some guy – and it lists his name in the article. Went when he was went ahead and like jumped them when they were doing like possible names and just started trademarking a bunch of names uh-huh. and sitting on them and or squatting on them, whatever they call it. Yeah. And uh they don't right now they don't have a trademark for the Washington Commanders. And they think if they keep dragging it out and all that stuff, they may get they may can work some stuff out. But let's go back to hand raised guy. Like, all right, look, guys, I got this idea. <laughs> we're gonna call ourselves the Washington Commanders. Hey, hey! My next words out of my mouth are, "Hey, little Johnny, can you look and see if <laughs> if, if there's a trademark? Is on there that? already such a thing? Is there already such a thing? Right. That, that, logically, that would be the next words out of your mouth, right? Yeah. Am I wrong on that? No. I mean, you're, you're exactly mean, is something that you right. like kind of do?
2: Again, I, I say this to people all the time: just because people are in high places doesn't mean they're smart.
3: That's like critical. Just because error. someone's a head
2: football coach doesn't mean he's a smart guy. Now there are lots of them that are. But not everyone is not every athletic director is a smart person most of them are not all not every university president is a, is is great at it. it just ha- ask me how I know yeah. um most are some aren't and so just because you rise to the VP of marketing for the Washington football organization doesn't mean that you're the sharpest tack it might mean that you knew somebody's dad or something like that. Apparently, Yeah.
3: That's, but like, that's like, I mean, when I was coming up with the name for my company and stuff, it's just a little Google machine, you checked
2: to see if quick, you had already been taken.
3: Well, it's, well, my LLC is not quick. You, right? right? So right. <clears throat> I wanted to name it something and guess what? It already existed. Like I had like this guy called an attorney took, took him about 15 minutes and he's like, Hey, you can't do that one. That already exists in this state. Okay, cool. Like, I have the feeling that the Washington Commanders probably have a little bit better access to attorneys than I have. Again. Just
2: throwing it out there. You know, as as my coach, my junior varsity football coach, uh, what's his name? Donnie. uh, God, I'm getting old. Started with a B. Anyway, as he always said, you know what happens when you assume?
3: (laughs) Makes an ass out of you and me.
2: Out of you and me. Yep. Yep. It's a good story. Walk on Sports Bistro puts – Donnie Bramlett, Bram, Bramlett. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine like po' boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus, fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of seventy plus TVs. 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Let Walk-Ons take care of your tailgating needs this fall. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters, order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Especially if you're in Oxford or Jackson, Mississippi, check out the Walk-Ons in Oxford or Ridgeland today. MPW Digital will have a uh, hand-raised, guys, premiering this evening at 7. It's an interview with uh, Ryan Brown of The Next Round. And also, an interview with Olin Buchanan of TexAgs.com. Very football centric show. I think you'll enjoy it. It is brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but the same great people, the same great products, the same great services. It's about to get hot soon. You want to make sure that AC is in tip top shape, ready to handle the summer. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662 801 1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, Soto County, that area, get in touch with our friends at Southern, 662 429
3: 4429. A lot of optimism coming out of College Station, Texas these days.
2: Yeah. It, well, and I know people hear Texags, and there are people at Texags who can be pretty over the top. Is that
3: the Rivals part? No. Okay. That's, the That's the independent one. That's the independent one. Yeah. Does Rivals have one? Yeah. Do You remember what it's called? Um just when I hear him call by a note by reference. Like
2: dot or something. Anyway, Owen. Olin, Owen's been around a while, knows a lot of football. He was pretty interesting. I mean, he was very frank about it. He admitted that they've massively underachieved last year, that there are questions that are legitimate questions because Jimbo was telling people that both Zach Calzada and uh, um the other one that got hurt that transferred out. The one that was the starter, got hurt at Colorado, missed a whole season. Small guy.
3: Uh, That's at uh, Georgia Tech now. Yeah. Haynes King. Haynes King. Took me a minute.
2: He said privately Jimbo would tell people in the media over there that both Haynes King and Zach Calzada were NFL quarterbacks. So, you know, I mean, I tell people this all the time, and you and I have talked about this before. People always like, "What do you think about?" I'm like, "I it doesn't matter what I think. I don't know. I, I don't get paid to evaluate players. I, I don't. I've never gotten paid to evaluate players. The people I cover get paid to evaluate, recruit, and develop players. And if Jimbo was telling people, and he apparently was, that those were NFL quarterbacks, it's fair to question his evaluation skills at this point. It's fair to question his. Development skills. It's fair to question his offense. It's fair to question all of those things. Well, they brought in Bobby Petrino, and they really like Connor Wagman. And there were a couple of games last year, including the Ole Miss game, where that kid, he's the best one of the three, where that kid impressed me. And so, A and M is one of those teams going into the season that is super interesting because here's the reality of it: Jimbo's owed a ton of money. They have a ton of money. There's pressure there to win and to win big and to win now. And if Jimbo rolls an eight and four, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And anything less than that, I kind
3: of think I know what's coming. Can I make a hyper-aggressive hot take on May the 25th so nobody will remember? Sure. Oh,
2: someone will remember, but go ahead. (laughs)
3: Bobby Petrino will not be at Texas A&M next year. Will he finish the season? Oh, yeah. He's going to get a head job next year. Okay. I think they're going to be, uh, based on some conversations, I think uh, I think they're going to be good enough to where – I've changed, almost changed my whole outlook based on some things. I think they're going to be really good. And I think he's going to do – Good enough to where he gets a, a legit head job after this year. I think it's why he took the job. That's my my hot take is that he does so good, offensively at Texas A and M this year. Offensively, they do so good that he is not he will not be at Texas A and M but one year. I think
2: based on what I've heard that Jimbo's going to let him do it because frankly Jimbo has no choice because here's the reality about Bobby Petrino. If Bobby Petrino gets four or five weeks into this and Jimbo's overruling him, Bobby Petrino's not a 28, 29-year-old kid who's just getting started in the coaching business.
3: I don't there's, think that's going to happen.
2: No, I don't. No, no, no. I don't, I agreed. I'm just saying in the event that something like that were to happen, there's nothing stopping Bobby Petrino from going, screw this, I'm out.
3: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think that's been happening, even there in the spring. Um, under, I'm under the impression that he has full control yeah, of I, offense. I am too. Um And, look, I've said it, and I'll say it again. Look, I call a spade a spade when I see it. The guy's a top five, shit, maybe the best overall offensive mind of my generation because he's done it in everything. He's gone from old school, 21 personnel, let's bang it up against the bricks, you know, running power to one back to 11 personnel. He's he's done the RPO world, the running quarterback world. I mean, the guy had Lamar Jackson to – Uh, What's my guy at Arkansas though? That ended up being the receiver, Matt. uh, Matt Jones. Jones. I mean, he's done it. He's he's done the gamut of guys. Um, Oh, he
2: inherited Jones from Nut.
3: I think so. Okay, and then uh, he had the other kid that was really good too. Thirteen.
2: Yeah, they were really good before he ran into his trouble. People forget about his last year. They were
3: his last year was twelve. I'm about to pull it up. Pull up that- 2012. That was his last year. And if my brain's right, I think the only two teams they lost to were LSU and Alabama who played for the national championship. Or no, that would have been 11. Here we go. I've got it. Whatever year it was.
2: Arkansas Razorbacks schedule 2012. They beat Jacksonville State to open the season. No, that's not right because they lost to Louisiana Monroe in overtime in 2012. So we're thinking 2011. Yeah.
3: Maybe it was 11 I'm thinking of. Yeah, because twelve was here. I think of twenty eleven.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Twenty eleven, they opened with a big win over at Missouri State, blew out New Mexico, beat Troy by ten, lost to Alabama thirty eight to fourteen. Beat fourteenth ranked Texas A and M forty two to thirty eight. They beat Auburn by twenty four. They beat Ole Miss by five. That was the that was the wasn't no forty nine to ten game, was it, Neil? That was that day. They beat Vanderbilt. Uh, beat South Carolina, beat Tennessee forty-nine to seven, beat Mississippi State forty-four to seventeen, and then lost to uh, LSU at LSU forty-one to seventeen. They won the Cotton Bowl that year, beating Kansas State twenty-nine to sixteen.
3: So that year, two thousand eleven, was his last year at Arkansas. And the
2: quarterback was a kid named Wilson. I'm looking him up. I don't remember him. Tyler Wilson. Tyler Wilson, yeah, from Fort Smith. So he was a,
3: a fourth round pick of yeah. the Oakland Raiders. Um, I remembered him in high school. But that year, his two losses were the, to the two teams, that was the year that Alabama played LSU in the national championship game. Yeah. So his two losses were to the two teams that played, played the for national, the title. Played mm-hmm. for the title. Yeah. And they were good, dude. They had the receiver so damn good. They were they were dudes. Um but anyway, I think the guy's gonna be I think they're gonna be legit. Um, I really do. I think they're gonna be legit. Because if they can score points, like, dude, dude, watch out. It's kind of like Ole Miss, right? I think Ole Miss is assembling an offense that if they can just be average on defense, they'll be really good. They just got to be average on defense. Don't have to be great, just be average. That's going. That's what's going to turn – you know, they're very – they're just flipped. Does that make sense? Like they're yeah. almost flipped in what you're trying to get out of them. All right, a uh, couple things left here. I know you. this is right up your alley. ACC – has now adopted or going to fist and adopted a success revenue sharing model to where this was basically on their, their response, their Oh shit response to when all this conversation talk, where they were going to get ready to leave the ACC. So based on postseason play, okay. You're going to get your money based on how your team performs in the postseason. Now the other money will be shared to you. So Give you an example. Last year, 72% of their checks that they got, the revenue checks, came from the TV deal. That will still be split evenly. But whatever you do in the postseason, so like if Clemson's going to the uh, playoff, to the national championship game or something, they're going to get more money because they're having more success in the postseason as opposed to, you know, Wake Forest getting some of their money because they go. Like the SEC's dead split, right? Everybody gets the same stuff no matter what. But the ACC is going based on postseason play, how you do, and the money that you receive, the profits that you make from the postseason will basically go to your team. What do you think about that? All right, walk me through that again. All right, so last year, uh, SEC everybody. There's a mm-hmm. big pool of money, right, split right. evenly. Yep. Okay, yep. starting in 24 and 25, which is coincidentally the first year of the college football playoffs. Mm hmm let's say Clemson or Florida State or North Carolina, whoever makes a run in the postseason play, the money that you get from those games mm-hmm. will now go to you instead of being split to the other teams. Now, the, the other base money, like, so last year, 72% of the money distributed to the ACC came from the TV deal. Okay. That's still going to be split evenly. Okay. So it's that basically that last 28% will go to whoever's doing great in postseason play.
2: Obviously, this is an attempt on the ACC's part to placate the schools that are carrying them in football. Yes. Um. I, I get it. I get it by principle. Um. If I'm. If I'm North Carolina, if I'm Virginia, if I'm Virginia Tech, this doesn't placate me. This doesn't make me go oh, okay. Well, you know what? Cool, we'll stay here forever. Uh, I, I have I have a very firm opinion on this that the ACC is dead. I, I've told you this. I think the ACC is a pancreatic cancer uh, patient. That here's a better here's a better. Let's make it a little less morbid. Yeah, that was dark. The ACC the ACC is a, a tree that is dead, but it's still standing. Tumors Corner. Been struck by lightning. Tumors Corner has been poisoned. It's it, the tree is dead, but you don't really see it just yet because there's still some leaves.
3: Yeah, that's Tumors Corner man, Harvey Updike did us wrong.
2: Yeah, I I, I think that's the ACC,
3: and I, I have people push
2: back all the time, and I know they go, well, they they they're they're locked in until twenty thirty six. I just, I, I just, think I, I just think it's inevitable.
3: If they agree to this though, I think it at least gives them a couple years into the playoff. They may buy them some time. Well, ago.
2: they're going to get that anyway because what's happening is that with the ESPN stuff and the streaming stuff and all of that. <laughs>
3: contracts are hardcore. The contracts are hardcore,
2: and, and, and I think you're going to see the SEC and the Big Ten say, you know what, let's go a couple of years with 16 and see what it feels like. Let's try this on for size.
3: Well, if you put it somewhere like Clemson that's used to making the playoffs and doing those things, and with the 12-team playoff, Clemson's going to get in. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to get in. I'd, I'd go as far as to say Clemson would probably be in the playoff every year since they started their run if it was a 12-team playoff the whole time, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to get in at 10-1 and one or 11-1, and one, whatever it is, right? Um, Maybe that one year they lost three yeah, games. Yeah, the,
2: the question I've got with the ACC and with the playoff is, is that league, how many teams does the ACC get into a 12-team playoff? I'm going to guess they get one. And when the SEC's getting five and the
3: Big Ten's getting four – and they're getting one. I bet they'll get multiple. You're oh. going to have you're going to have the group of 16 team, right? Then you're going to have 11 more. I th- I think you got to win every bit of t- you got if you win 10 games you're in. You got to win 10 games.
2: A well, 10 and 2 SCC teams going to get in over a 10 and 2 ACC team. But I'll, there's not as many as you long. think though. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like, so. Like, I just
3: that's my this is my prediction.
2: Your hot takes Texas A&M's going to win the national title. Take is,
3: Ten and two ACC is not getting in. Your
2: hot take is that Texas a and is winning the national title. My hot take <laughs> He's is that,
3: gonna, you going to blast that on me right there. Is Tyler
2: that, said. I mean, what what's happened today is Tyler <laughs> says Texas A&M is winning the national championship. What I'm saying is that a ten and two ACC team's not making the tournament.
3: Who do you, do you think a nine and three SEC team gets in over a ten and two ACC team? Yeah. Wow. I think you can get in nine and three. Depends on your schedule. All right, last thing. We'll finish this thing up here. Right. Um, so I even got a got question by somebody today, uh, this morning. So camp season's cranking up. It's that time of the year, my friend. It's your favorite part of the year. Oh, yeah. Love it.
2: I, um, love, I love June camps. There's nothing better, isn't there? So exciting. Dude, I got I love the way you handled them. Yeah. You, Tyler Siski, I'm going to give you credit. This guy. was the absolute best at dealing with media during camp season
3: i got a story about that too
2: (laughs) and when i say that media that understood how this worked and what was going on and was just trying to get it done and go home i could show up i knew what time i'd show up and even though we weren't all supposed to be talking about prospects, allegedly, allegedly, I could go up to Mr. Siski here and say, Who's here that's noteworthy? Don't want to embarrass a bunch of kids. Because I hated walking up to kids and going, So, uh, what's your name? Uh, Johnny Johnson. Where are you from? Um, Little Rock. Okay. Oh, what position do you play, because <laughs> inevitably it's like you got any offers? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, you're never gonna get one. Or you'd hear like different guys that will go get them. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that because I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't want somebody doing that to my kid, right? And so I'd went up to you and I'd say, hey, who's noteworthy here? And you'd take me through ten, eleven names. Anything gonna happen today? Maybe this one. Maybe this one. Probably not. Will you let me know if something does? I'll make sure you hear about it. Cool. <laughs> Have a great camp. <laughs> because I'm not the one evaluating. I'm not the one. I mean, if if you guys are making a decision on a wide receiver or a running back, you're not. No one's walking over to me and going, "Hey, McCrady, what'd you think?" <laughs> right? No, I did it all the time. <laughs> Well, you did it a couple of times because you like to make fun of me. I'm like, I don't know. He looks like a kid. What'd you think, Neil?
3: (laughs) But it's the the whole, it's top secret. Who's coming? Who's not? It was a bigger, the top secret stuff was a little bit like, I don't know why. Well, it was allegedly, allegedly,
2: and, and look, allegedly this still happens. You sometimes you got to pay the kid just to come show up at your camp. But the thing allegedly. is, allegedly. but if the kid doesn't eventually show up, he's not coming.
3: Dude, if you can't get him to camp, he's not, you're not signing him.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, if you have three Friday night, light gator night, whatever you call it nights, right? Yep. Barbecue, whatever the hell you want to call it.
3: And you can't get the kid to come once. No, you, you're not. He's probably not coming. I didn't understand. So the rules have changed a little bit, but you used to have like a certain window, right, that you got to have all your camps in a certain window. And so everybody would have their camp stacked on top of each other. And so, dude, you're at the same time, we're having a camp. Alabama's having a camp. Auburn's having a camp. LSU's having a camp. Mississippi State's having a camp. And It was a competition to get the kids to come. They didn't even have to work out. You just want them on your campus. Yeah. It was a shit show. Um, but uh, it's changed a little bit now, and now common sense is kind of – uh, reared its head a little bit. So the I got questions about camps again this morning, but just to throw these out there that I know um, that are going on, there may be more, and I just don't know it, so I'm not – I'm apologizing. But Mercer um, is having, which is in Macon, Georgia, that's an FCS school. They are having – so if anybody's in Georgia listening, they are having a mega camp on June the 1st and June the 3rd. And when I say mega camp, they have teams from – they have college coaches actually there – from hundreds of teams, I mean, almost. I mean, it's so damn near. A Wednesday it's and a, a collection.
2: Wednesday and a Friday.
3: It's a collection mm-hmm. of, of colleges. That's great for exposure uh, for the kids. I mean, they're expecting like twelve hundred or fifteen hundred kids. Oh, wow. Per day, and they'll break them up in different sessions. And you sign up for. That's great for exposure, and they have them at all levels. Those guys, and they have got it down to a science. There, Sanford used to do one. I think they've stopped, but they these guys that run these mega camps, they're they know what they're doing uh our good friends at Troy John is having one on June the 2nd and you notice these dates don't overlap right so uh so
2: John's doing one on that Thursday knowing that a lot of kids are going places on Friday
3: Yes so he's doing one on the 2nd and the 10th of June yep. okay Yep and then uh Kane's doing one on the 3rd for basically he'll get more kids from Alabama cuz that's you know away so Kane at South Alabama's doing one on June the 3rd Yeah Um, but when you have these mega camps that you have and it'll be posted, it's not hard to find all the schools that'll be there. That's great for exposure. Okay. But also know what you're going for. All right. And so the question I got this morning, we covered, covered it before, but when you're going to, those are fine. That's not what I count going to a big school camp. But if you go to a Monroe camp or a Southern Miss camp, there's going to be less quality players there. And when you go, your kid's probably going to stand out a little bit more and get a little bit more attention. But when you go to these big camps, like when you came to, when we were doing one, we were doing an old miss, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say we had 150 kids there, or 200 kids at that camp. Mm-hmm. There were only about three or four kids that I was really interested in watching. Okay. Um, you were there one time I was, I was laughing. We were joking about this one the other day is, uh, when Nussmeyer was there as a ninth grader. Oh yeah. And he was so tiny. And it's, I laughed so hard. I, I, I sent him a text. I've sent him several texts, our boy Longo, because he was giving me shit because my dude hadn't hit puberty yet. And he was so small. And I was like, this kid right here, I'm just telling you, because he was like a freak show athlete growing up. It's like he's going to be a dude. He's going to be dude. ah when We had these other guys who were big and mature and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But you're going to watch one or two kids, and the coach is going to spend their time with that kid because they're trying to evaluate him. If they're not trying to evaluate you, you're not going to spend a lot of time with a coach, less development. And so these camps, these mega camps are more about exposure, but if you want to go get instruction, then you need to go to the smaller schools. And he asked me about the Manning – his son was a quarterback, whoever asked me the question. He asked me about the Manning Passing Academy. It's great. It's nothing but uh, teaching. I think they do a great job teaching down there, and that's that's good there. Um, But here's my last bit of advice, because camp season's coming up, and it's coming up next week. I've never understood this. You have to, if you're going to one of these mega camps or you're going to a college camp and you're wanting to get exposure or whatever you call it, be smart and prep your body accordingly. All right? This is like, this is a test. This is your final, this is an AP exam or whatever you want to call it. Make sure you go to bed and sleep the night before. Make sure you hydrate properly. Make sure you eat properly properly. Don't stay up, hey, I'm going to the camp tomorrow. Stay up all night and play video games and not eat breakfast and then show up at the camp because it's just another day. You have to be prepped and ready to go. I cannot begin to tell you how many kids would show up and they'd run a really slow 40, and I'm taking them off the list. Then I start talking to the kids like, yeah, we heavy squatted yesterday. Like, how dumb is that? Don't go run a 40-yard dash that we're, we have questions on your time. Don't show up and run the 40 after you just did heavy squats the day before. If you're going to a camp and your high school you know, workouts have already started, just go talk to your coach and let him know, Coach, I'm going to run tomorrow at Ole Miss or Mississippi State or LSU or whoever, Auburn's camp. He's not going to have you squat you. He doesn't want you to look bad either. He wants right. to help you. But these kids won't communicate with their coaches. Ask me how I know. I got one in the house. All right, Communicate with your coach and let them know what you're doing and make sure that you're, pre- you're physically prepared for that camp. Like You will be so far ahead of people. It's ridiculous. Like we used to have kids when I was at Ole Miss, we would have camps with Mississippi State on the same day, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And vice versa. So we'd have a morning, they have afternoon. Dude, if I really liked a kid, if I really liked a kid, and he comes to camp and he shows out, <coughs> Snoop Connor, <coughs> um, if you like a kid. That sounds
2: like you said Snoop Conner. Maybe I came here. Yeah.
3: And hey, what are you doing? What are you doing after camp? Well, I'm going to go down to Mississippi State and work out after camp. Okay, so you're going down there after you leave here? Okay. I would wear their ass out. I would run the shit out of them. I'd have them so damn tired they couldn't move. Because what was the question on Snoop? It was his speed. Everybody's gonna have the same questions. I'd run the shit out of them. Just run them to death. And so they go down they go run a slow time. Now we're not interested in recruiting them anymore. Just got to work smarter, not harder, Neil. <laughs> hey, work you're smarter, too. not you're harder. You were just playing chess the whole time. Yeah, but, you, you, but that's my point is if you're going to these camps, and don't do two camps in one day. Be careful about doing back-to-back camps because your body has to be in tip-top condition. I mean, it's just, it's life, man. You can't show up working your ass off all week and then a guy's going to be fresh as daisies out there because fresh legs win now. If you got fresh legs, you're going to win every time. So make sure you have fresh legs.
2: All right. We're going to, speaking of taking breaks, we're going to take one. So uh, we will not have a show on Monday. It's Memorial Day. So enjoy your holiday. Be safe out there. Hopefully the rain holds off and things of that nature. Um, Enjoy your enjoy your holiday be safe and we will be back on Thursday with uh, another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by rain total body fuel again our thanks to rain We're 78 episodes 79, 79. episodes in to uh to this show just a lot so yep uh, for Tyler I'm Neil till uh, next time have a great weekend take care.
1: MyPatriotSupply.com